0: Coming up on this edition of the podcast, we discuss what the future is for Giannis Antetokounmpo. We also discuss whether or not the Miami Heat will make the NBA Finals, Rockets versus Lakers, Texas versus Chiefs, and the NFL season is finally upon us. Me and Chris debate, who are the top five teams going into the 2020 season? I think you made a wish list. That's what you're doing. You're making a wish list because you are naming the top five teams in the NFL. Well, this, this is going into the season. That's even worse. Okay, so so, so, so <laughs> that's so, even worse. So, so this is what I'm looking at. You have what happened because if you really want to name top five teams going to the season, you can just simply name the top four teams that made it to the conference championship last year, right? You have Tennessee. Tennessee is not a top five team, but they they a what final four. What does Tennessee have to do with anything? Because you just, I'm just, they beat no, Baltimore they, last year. I think you're trying to they explain. Beat, I think you're trying to explain the nonsense <laughs> you've <far to, laughs> you've done so far. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O.N.Y. I am going to be one of your hosts today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on our website, newchannelsports.net, or you can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can also check us out on the radio, Afro Vice Radio, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. That's new channel spelled NU Channel Sports. Sitting all the way across from me is the phenomenal one. Hey, Chris. What's up, bro? Bro, this is the second time and I don't know how many shows. It's been at least five shows. And you didn't start off with... This is... A, what's up with this, man? I'm just This to- is what we want to hear, bro. <laughs> I don't know why you don't get it. Does DJ AMB switch it up? Nah. <sighs> I just try to switch up a little bit, man. I just try to switch up. I don't want it to become something to where it's just... It's expected every single show. That's what we you know? like. Air it to my listener, bro. Every time I listen to DJNB, if I don't hear the DJNB, <laughs> I have a problem with. It. I gotta hear it. I like to switch it up, man. <laughs> I like to switch it up. So besides that, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's. I guess let's kick it off. We're gonna go ahead and kick it off with um, one of our more popular segments. This is backcourt violation. New Channel Sports presents versus backcourt violation. Go ahead, Chris. I'm excited for this one. Oh, okay. And I kind of made it a little hard, but not on purpose, just because the person I'm talking about is just is not known by that average sports head. But I'm going to let you try. So backcourt violation, if you don't know, simply goes, I'm going to ask three questions. You're going to try to figure out who it is. And then I'm going to tell you about this individual and why you should know about them. If I describe the things I describe in eight seconds or less, and then I will give you the backcourt violator of the show. You ready, bro? Let's do it. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right. First clue. This person was drafted in the first round of the 1978 NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. He was drafted as a wide receiver. 1978 Cleveland Browns drafted as wide receiver. Let's go with Eric Metcalf no sir good guess okay (laughs) if you get this i'll be stunned i'm not gonna lie to you okay um this person was inducted into the hall of fame nfl hall of fame in 1999 with 662 uh career receptions 7,980 yards both franchise records for the cleveland browns and 47 touchdowns oh hall of fame wide receiver for the cleveland browns wow Dang! The only thing I can think of right now is Webster Slaughter, but I know he didn't go to the Hall of Fame. Uh dang! Go give me one more clue. Give me one more All clue. All right, last one. This person, and this should give it away if you know who it is. Okay, has won two Super Bowls as an executive of the Baltimore Ravens, both in 2001 and 2013. Who am I talking about, sir? I can't remember his name. Oh gosh! I know you're talking about, but I can't remember his name for some reason. His name? You gotta little- guess. What's his first what's name? You don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> the person I'm talking about is Ozzie Newsome. That's who I was thinking. Ozzie of. Newsome. So during his playing career, as I mentioned, he played for the Cleveland Browns. He was known for his work on and off the field. The reason why I'm talking about him is for a couple of reasons. Number one, in 1990, he won the NFL Community Service Award, which is now known as the Walter Payton Award um, that J.J. Watt won for the Texans a couple years back. Uh, he's well-known, other than for his Hall of Fame playing days, as the first black GM in the NFL. He's drafted the likes of uh, an Ed Reed, a Joe Flacco. Just, he's constantly known for hitting on number one picks. And right before leaving, I guess retiring from his role as GM, even though he's still a part of the, the uh, Ravens organization, he gave them a parting gift, and his last number one draft pick is none other than... Lamar Jackson. Mm. So he knew exactly what he was doing. I'm talking about him for a couple of reasons. One, he was the first black GM in the NFL. And then two, there's just not a lot of them. Currently in the NFL, we have two out of the 32 GMs are black. One is Andrew Berry of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, Cleveland's been doing it good for, for years because Ozzie Newsom started as an executive, not a GM, but as an exe- executive for the Cleveland Browns. And the other one is Chris Greer for the Miami Dolphins. So, shout out to Cleveland. Mm. Uh, They don't get a lot of shout outs in this. They got good picks, but they just don't how to utilize the. Oh, they don't know what to do with them at all. It's kind of like Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. So, you ready for the black court violator of the show, sir? I am ready, sir. This one is going to hurt a little bit. Uh oh. I didn't want to do this. Uh oh. I'm not going to go too far in because we're going to discuss this individual later on in the show. But this one hurts. I didn't want to, but I got to. It has to go to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ah. It's got to. I don't want to do it to him, but I have to. During this year's All Star game. He picked on James Harden, and he said that his team was going after James Harden defensively because he was the weakest link. Uh. What happened during this year's playoffs? Well, if you don't know, I'll tell you what happened. He refused to hold Jimmy Buckets after game one, and when asked about it, he said, well, I do what Coach says. And then in game two, perhaps he heard the controversy surrounding this. You know what he did? He went out to hold Jimmy Butler, but too bad. His guy was already defending him. Wesley Matthews was already there, bro. He didn't have to do anything. Right. But he went there, he defended him, and he got a ticket tack foul, and that pretty much ended the series there. He wins the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and basically he gets swept by Jimmy Butler, a hey. player that I don't think anybody considers a superstar. And for that, sir, I think it's sad. I think that the squad is in disarray. We'll get into that later, but... Giannis Antetokounmpo, you, sir, are the backcourt violator of the show. You can't say somebody doesn't play defense and then during the playoffs you don't play it, bro. Come on, man. Damn, you you had the Milwaukee Bucks in our segments both times for really bad. Re- you had them as the ugly in our good bag and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have Giannis as the backcourt violator. Damn, that sucks. Hey, man, had to do it. You got to bounce back, Giannis. We will definitely talk about Giannis in more detail um, in this show. But very good. That was backcourt violation with Chris. Now let's get into the meat of the show. The National Football League is back. Woo! First game of the season on Thursday night. Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans go up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. I'm excited about that. But first, before we do that, to kind of dig into the start of the NFL season, we are going to do a top five. This is the top five presented by the New Channel Sports Podcast. So we're going to discuss the top five NFL teams going into the 2020 season. And I'm going to start off. All right. I'm going to start with number five. Now, my list is going to surprise you like it always does. But, I don't know, are we doing a new channel sports top five? No, no, no. We don't, ha- we don't have, you know, Lowe and Trey are not here today. So I decided that we'll go go back and forth because then, you know, it will just be kind of weird. If we had everybody else here, then we would do definitely do new channel top five. Right. But I'm probably going to do a, like a new channel top five and post it on social media once What's I up? get Trey and, and Lowe's, you know, top fives. So I'm going to start with my top five. My number five is actually a tie. Bro, I know. No, I know. no, I know. you gotta I know. just know. i to do a tie. With this. I'm I gotta do a tie. No, 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 I'm done with this. I'm tired of these ties. Somebody's number six. I'm tired of y'all doing these ties. No, it's one A, one B. No, there's no one I mean, A, one, one B. A, no, sir. A, no sir, a, no sir. B. Choose a five. I ain't letting you do it. Whoever you pick first is a five, and then we're moving on from you. So pick one. Who Say it with your chest, man, bro. Why you gotta do this to me, dog? You got to, man. Okay, so number five. I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy right. Garoppolo, as a quarterback, you got Shanahan there as a coach. The running game was tremendous last year. The running game is a the reason they were able to get to the Super Bowl last year. It was yeah. unstoppable. And do I think they'll be able to keep that up going into this year? Yeah, somewhat, but not not as effective. You know, once you do anything in the NFL, it's a it's a copycat league. Defenses are going to catch up to it. And the reason I think it's going to be so effective still this year is because there's not going to be a lot of crowd noise to really affect the defenses. So I do think San Francisco is still going to have a really good team. They're going to go into the playoffs and they'll have an opportunity to go deep into the playoffs. Whether or not they win it all is on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, the team I had tied with them, which is number six, is the nope. Baltimore. <laughs> I was going to name the team. I was going name the team. It was the Baltimore Ravens. What? Yes, CC. yes, yes. And it's all for the same <sighs> reasons. Drug Lamar test. Jackson has to prove to me, oh my goodness, that he can win a playoff game. Okay, drug test. I do know that that team is really, really good with Lamar Jackson there, but I, you know, they can flip flop at number five. But that's number five is the San Francisco 49ers right now, right now. And oh, I, 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 my, my top five is going to surprise you a little bit.
1: It's okay, going so let, into the okay, season.
0: So, so, let, are, are you saying top five is in the top five teams? or are doing the top five power ranking because well, it, the Ravens it, can't be six. And and the Red, are number Red. five. They're number five right now. Oh, These are power rankings. Okay, so then that the, means the... the... The top five teams going into the, the 2020 season. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, my number five is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Uh, they're a wonderful team. You, you, we could talk about Russell Wilson all day. But the guy I want to talk about, and he's he's only one cog. I don't like highlighting wide receivers in the NFL because they don't really tip the scales too much, but this guy can, potentially. Don't say, don't say DK. Oh, DK. DK oh, Metcalf God. is phenomenal. Last season, he had 58 receptions with 900 yards, seven touchdowns as a rookie. And if there's any position in the NFL where you get a big bounce from year one to year two, it's the receivers. And he, but he has to do it, though. I, mean, I think I mean, he will. I mean he's I mean, DK Metcalf because people are in love with this man because, because physically right, he, looks, right. he looks like TO on steroids. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, he it? produced like TO though. That's I mean his rookie, question. his rookie numbers were good. Right. They were phenomenal, but they're very good for a rookie. And I think he's gonna take the next step. And the reason why I highlighted him is because it gives Russell Wilson a reliable receiver. We've known this for years. Yeah, Doug Baldwin's a good receiver uh curse was also a good receiver but he's never had an elite receiver mm. and i think dk is on that trend and if he becomes elite oh my goodness we talk about mahomes all the times we we both know that russell wilson is right there no doubt he's right You he, talking my 1a1b that's a true 1a1b so if he has an elite receiver oh my goodness yeah I, I agree with you i'm I'm not as high on dk metcalf as you are and some, some other people are i have to see it first to really go all in but you're absolutely right if he is that number one wide receiver that he's looking for that would be the the best wide receiver that russell wilson's ever had in his career yeah and that would be a big plus for him my number four this is going to surprise you i know it's going to surprise you so let's just stop with all the oohs and ahs let me just finish saying number four before you do anything okay the green bay packers are number four right now last year they finished 13 and three we talked about them as not being that good Last year, and they kind of got lucky to get there. But the formula that they used to get there was their defense and their running game. The only reason I'm had in number four right now is under the belief that Aaron Rodgers is going to get back to MVP form. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is able to get back to MVP form, then yes, the Green Bay Packers are definitely a top five team in this league, and I have them right now at number four. I think you made a wish list. That's what you're doing. You're making a wish list because you are naming the top five teams in the NFL. Well, this is, this is going into the season. That's is even it, worse. That, so, 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 <laughs> that's, that's even so, worse. So, so this is what I'm looking at. You have what happened – because if you really want to name top five teams going into the season, you can just simply name the top four teams that made it to the conference championship last year, right? You have Tennessee. Tennessee is not a top five team, but they, they worked a what final What does Tennessee four? have to do with anything? Because you just – I'm just they beat Baltimore no, they, they, last year. I think you're trying to explain. Beat, I think you're trying to explain the nonsense <laughs> you've you've <laughs> done so far. If Aaron Rodgers is a top quarterback, MVP um, caliber quarterback this year, Chris, are they are they not a top five team this year? No. Wow. Because every team I'm mentioning is better than them. Okay, that's that's why I, I don't understand, understand your list. I want to hear the quarterbacks you have on those top five then. So number four it's is not Grimmie. just about the quarterback. Okay, so. but we'll, we'll see. We'll All see. We'll right. see. Uh, I, th- I think you're lost is basically <laughs> what I'm saying. My number four is the 49ers. You've already explained why they're a good team. Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get them to a Super Bowl? Well, he's already gotten them to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't. I said, got them to no, a Super Bowl. So he, didn't, he didn't get them there. No. No, he the, running well game, in the, the running playoffs. game got them there. No, he played there. well. I'm no, not going to take that away from no, him. He played no, well in no. the playoffs. I'm not going to say, if you want to take it away from him, that's fine. You can put any quarterback back there, and they, Ryan Tannehill not, not could have any. been back there. <laughs> Ryan any. Tannehill Stop. could have been back there, and they Stop. still only got the Super Bowl. Stop. Yes. Stop. Stop. The running game was okay. unstoppable. Okay. Either way, you're proving my point why they're a top team. You're proving my point. Didn't on my list? Okay. Green Bay shouldn't be on your list, but that's fine. But San Francisco's a great team. Their defense is phenomenal. Will they hurt a little bit because they don't have the home field advantage? Maybe. But their defense traveled anyway, uh, so I think they'll be fine at number four. Again, I'm not a big—I'm not saying I'm a big fan of Garoppolo. I'm just more of a bigger fan of their scheme. And I said this Hmm. even when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. I thought the Rams would have a huge Super Bowl letdown. I don't know if that's going to happen to the 49ers. I just don't think it will. Uh, are they going to win the division? I think the division is the toughest division in football. So that's a different conversation. But as far as them being a good football team and certainly starting off the year as a top five football team, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think that they're going to have a little bit of a letdown. That's why I have them as, as low as number five. But we'll see what happens with them. It just It depends on Shanahan. I do believe in his offensive ability. No doubt he's proved that anywhere that he's gone. Atlanta, Houston, he has had great offenses. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Except in the second half of of Super Super (laughs) Bowls. So my number three is not going to come as much a surprise. I don't think so. The New Orleans Saints. You got Drew Drew Brees and um, Sean Payne there. We always talk about that combination as being just as good as Brady and Belichick, Reed, and um, Mahomes. When you look at what happened to – The New Orleans Saints in the last previous years, right? They lost that game in, I want to say, 2017 to Minnesota off the the Miracle. They lost in overtime to the Rams the the year after that. Then they lost again to Minnesota in overtime. So they've always had really good teams, and they've always lost in crushing fashion in the end. So – I, even though they didn't make it as far as they would like to have last year, I think going into this year, they're definitely a top-five team. They still have Drew Brees there. They still have Champagne. The offense is going to be clicking. They're not going to have the advantage of that crowd in New Orleans, but that's going to help them on the other side, too, on the road because the offense is going to have to deal with crowd noise going on the road. So I have New Orleans at number three. Uh, my number three team, I'll give my number three and number two um, back-to-back because you've already talked about. One of my my okay. teams. So my number three is Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how you have them potentially outside of the top five based on what they did last season and based so on what, what they have what coming record, back. What record did the did the Baltimore Ravens have last year? Ah, uh, was it thirteen, 13 and and three? three? The yeah. same record that the the the, the, the um the um, Green Bay Packers but I, 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 I said and it's not just me I'm not the only person the Green Bay Packers is watching them was the worst 13-3 team I've ever you. seen I in my entire life you, I agree with you but you gotta remember one thing I said about this whole conversation really? they finished 13-3 bro with a subpar bro. Aaron Rodgers okay I'm. I, I, my top five is not based on ifs these are consistent there, there teams. is one if Well, well what if you had if? was D, uh, DK Metcalf you do not know for no, no, sure. No, his numbers last season were already good. So I'm how, expecting how, a jump. How can Aaron Rodgers But even numbers... if VK doesn't take the jump, they're still better than the Packers. I'm just saying, with him taking the jump, they can go from being number five to number one. That's all I'm saying. What, with a good Aaron Rodgers—no, MVP car, uh, caliber Aaron Rodgers there, Green Bay is a top five team. I don't think they are. I don't think they're better than the five teams I've named. They're not. Defensively, they're not. I don't think there's any question to it They proved the it last season Let me talk about the Ravens <laughs> Ravens. The Ravens, uh, Even though Lamar Jackson Hasn't won a playoff game He's 0-2 uh, That doesn't stop me from put, put, putting them in the top 5 Because of what they have around him The team is built perfectly for what he does I think uh, Antonio Brown's cousin I think it's Marquise Brown is his name I'm uh, not familiar with his name But know. either way, he's going to go off this season He's going to have a better year And they're built built for the long haul. They're built well. I already talked about Ozzie Newsom in the beginning of this podcast. They always drafted well. They have a great culture. We saw what happened when Earl Thomas got out of line. They had no problem getting rid of him. I love that culture, and I love that coach in John Harbaugh. Or is it Jim? I don't know which one. Either way, I think it's John. He's a phenomenal coach. I love what they're doing. That's number three, right? That's number three. Number two, you've already mentioned them for me. It's the New Orleans Saints. There's really – I don't think they're going to have another heartbreak this year. I think they're going to get it done. <laughs> Leave it at that. I live at number two. Everybody's talking about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even think they're going to win their division. Saints might even run away with it. Speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's what happened at number two. Oh, my God. Tampa goodness. Bay is definitely number two for me. Um, you can say oh my goodness, you all my, all my guys. You had a wish to. list. Like, what are you doing, bro? Is that a wish list? We have, we have this, loyal this, listeners this, this who are is, hearing this. This is based off of what they were able to do in the, in the this offseason. season. They have the best quarterback they ever played a game in Tom Brady back there now, right? They still have a, a pretty good coach that we both love, and Bruce Arians, and they have arguably the best supporting cast that Tom Brady's ever had in his career playing football. How can you not? at least entertain the idea no. that they're in top five. I'll tell that you idea. why. I'll tell you why. We haven't seen them play a game, bro. We haven't okay. watched them okay. play okay. Look, a look, game. Look, 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 look. But this is why, though. This no, is why. No, no. All of the teams I've named in front of them, I've seen them play. Mm-hmm. They've had good seasons in the past, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that the Bucks have done yet to jump them. Now, the perfect thing for you is the Bucks and the Saints playing week one. Right. So we get to see. So we get to see immediately. Immediately. But coming into the season, they're not a top five team. Well, you, know, what, you know what trumps that, though, when you say I haven't seen them play? When you talk about GOATs, right, talk about LeBron James, talk about Michael Jordan, you talk about um, John Elway, you talk about uh, Peyton Manning, when they switch and go from one team to another— there's not going to be a lot of growing pain. Look at what Peyton Manning did, even though he wasn't himself at the end of that ever well, Broncos. Peyton Manning was a little younger, oh, but, and he, he it was. A he huge he was, but why? Is okay, so even though there's a difference, that's fine. But Peyton Manning was known as one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and when he left, he didn't miss a heartbeat. He had one of his best seasons that first year when he went back to to Denver. So if you would have said him going back to that Denver team that first year that they were a top-five team, they were definitely a top-five team. At the them. end of the year? Oh, and that's, that's what I'm saying, oh, though. Man, you're you, missing it. We're talking about coming into the season. And they have a different team coming into the season. I understand what you're saying, that you want to wait and see, but I don't need to wait and see. This is Tom Brady we're talking about here. He has Mike Evans. He has Gronkowski. He has Godwin. He has Leonard Fournette so, there. So, but this, this is the part that's angry me more. So what you're saying is today— the Buccaneers are a better team than the Saints, and I have a problem with that. Yes, you right just now. don't know that. Right now. Well, but we don't know anything. None of us no, knows anything. We, no, no, we're, sir. We're, all, no, we're all, sir. all basing this top five off of things that we've seen before. Now, just because they haven't been a team, I have seen Tom Brady in action before. And him going to this new team with Bruce Arians, yes, it's a brand new team. I see them as a top five team right now. Uh, you know, your list could make sense in week 10. <laughs> say let's you're missing on. it. Let's say the Bucks beat the Saints week one. Okay. It depends how they beat them. No, no. Let's just say they beat them. They, they beat them no matter what. They beat okay. them. Okay, yeah. Then at that point, if you're ranking them, they're definitely a better team. I don't know about that. Oh, That's why I said it depends how they beat them. It just depends. Or at least they're close. Because this okay, is the okay, thing. Okay. But okay, I'll tell go, you what. Let me tell you why I have that opinion, though, so I don't lose listeners. We see teams. No, because you got to explain it. Right. We see teams go 1-0 or 3-0. and No, you've got to have some form of consistency. Yes. Even if the Saints go 0-1, I'm not worried about that right. football And I team. get your point. The Bucs need this game more than the Saints I do. get your point, but this is my point. We're basing it off of what individuals have done and what teams have done in the past. So let's just say after week one, Tampa Bay wins. After week one, let's say you do a top five power rankings. Tampa Bay is going to be ahead of New Orleans because they beat them even after one game. Because you're gonna have to do that power ranking eh, going to that season. I don't know. Well even if you I'm don't, just mean, saying, I don't know about Even that. if you don't even if you don't, if you had Tampa Bay ranked lower, you're gonna have them rank higher because they were able to compete, oh, yeah. they, they, compete with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah I'd have them rank higher on my list, not necessarily ranked above the Saints. Well, well you're gonna have them rank close? Because they were able to compete with them, right? Like I said, depend- so- it depends how the game ended, bro. Right. But my whole thing has being is this. Based on the players that the Tampa Bay Bucks have and the coach, it's not a rookie coach here. Bruce Arians has been around for a while, and he knows what he's doing. And the defense is not bad as well. So I – Based on all the new things they have, I see them being a top-five team. I know we both have the same number one. That's why I'm going so in-depth with this. No, we get that. We get that. There's no debate on who number one is. No, no, there's no doubt at all. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs are definitely number one. Um, We've talked about them on this podcast more than I I care to have talked about them. But when you have Patrick Mahomes and the contract that he signed and the way that he was able to lead that team to a Super Bowl is well-deserved for Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they'll be number one probably the entire season. Unless if they, they want to play, yeah, but I mean, they they have Patrick Mahomes has no reason right now. Even though some might disagree, he's playing for more than just titles because you already mentioned it right now that he has the opportunity to be yeah, one he's, of the he's best playing best he's ever. playing for goat status. Yeah, he's, yeah. Everybody else is playing for the season. He he's on a different playing field, and the way he plays that that makes sense. I I, I agree. I definitely agree. So that's our top five. Of course. We don't agree on everything. I have two teams there that you don't agree with, and maybe some of you don't agree with as well. Nobody else agrees with that's it. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm entitled to my own opinion. I, I speak my own my own mind, and I'm going to say that once week four or five comes around, you understand that, okay, oh, and you was right. No, no, you're missing the point. No, 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 no. You wouldn't even be no, 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 right then. No. We're talking about coming into the season. You're missing it. Okay, so you ain't Hold on, Let me just say okay, <laughs> let me, let me, let me to you. Let me say this to you. Green Bay, they were... Oh, we're back on Green no, Bay. No, I'm just saying, because they're, they're on my list. They're, they're, they're part of list <laughs> you, They're part of the problem with the list, right? Right? They're, they're the number one problem with the okay. list. Okay, so Green Bay went to the NFC Conference Championship last, last year. They made it to the Conference Championship game? I thought they yeah. made it. No, they went to the Conference Championship wow. game. And they yeah, got, I didn't even remember them there. They shouldn't have been that's there. What, that's the, that's, <laughs> the, whole, that's <laughs> the whole point. I mean, they that's shouldn't the, have been there. I don't think I watched the game, because I knew the result was going to well, be. Well, I, I kind of did, too. But they went all the way to the NFC Championship wow, a game. a horrible football team. But they, Oof. but the fact that they were able to make it that far with subpar Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you. That's you keep saying, reason, when you say subpar Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what you expect from him because he hasn't been great for about four seasons. What? He ain't been all that good for about four years. It's only been like, like two years. And one of those years, he was hurt. Oh, anyway, here we go. Anyway, here anyway, we go. Anyway, so I know you had a problem with Aaron Rodgers. That, that's I all. Problem that, with Aaron Rodgers. And just, hey, hey, listen to our loyal podcast listeners. I wish I had the episode on deck. There's an episode where you say he is going to that. be the goat, and you, I, were, wrong. I, I you were wrong. I did I say that? You were I wrong. I did I say that? I say it was if we were drafting. <laughs> here we go. You're <laughs> not even going to go there. So anyway, with that particular team, they can be in your top five because they finished top five last year. as far as I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's a whole brand-new squad that's put together, have a brand-new quarterback. So, yeah, if you think that that is going to put them over the hump, then they can be top five also. Oh, my. Okay. So let's talk about the first game. Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Thursday Night Football, Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. Who you got in this first game? what is there to talk about? Straight up, there's nothing to talk about here. The Chiefs are going to win. They're going to win going away um the this, Texans this, this have the borderline Texan fan talking here I mean it is what it is they're not going to win the game right um and even if they were to win the game the problem is you Texan fans you get too excited I, I think the Chiefs are going to win and there are a couple of reasons why one the, con- the consistency that they have uh, the Texans defense arguably got worse this offseason not better mm-hmm. and they have a key injury now too um uh, when they're Cornerbacks is gone for the season. Garron but, Conley. Yeah, yeah. He probably wasn't going to play. I mean, I'm, I don't, you don't want anybody injured, but he may not, he probably wasn't even going to play. But they returned with the same cast that the Chiefs put, what, 52 on them? 51 on a them in the playoff points. games? In the playoff games? So what's changed? Nothing defensively has changed other than they have a defensive coordinator, which we know nothing about. Oh, by the way, your new defensive coordinator, your first game, go out there, attaboy, go play the cheese on the road. Yeah, the crowd is not going to be as raucous, but that may even be worse because they're going to be silent. We're going to hear them destroying you. We're going to hear Mahomes changing the play and absolutely destroying you. I don't think the game's going to be closed, man. I really don't. But what what it What's going to come down to is, is Kansas City prepared to play this first game? Which I'd fully expect them to play this first game. And then another thing that's going to come down to is are the Houston Texans up to the challenge of playing the Kansas City Chiefs right now? Because what this is for the Houston Texans is a measuring stick. They're Wait, going to go one measuring oh, stick? Yes, absolutely, know, absolutely. You're going up against the defending champions. Whenever you had that game, right, where you're going up against the defending champions, because they, they, the NFL does this a lot, where the team that lost to another team – than the previous year, they go up against you in the first game. Yeah, they've been doing out. that. They've been doing that. Yeah. So, and that team that lost, for the most part, from what I remember, they play hard and they play good in that first game, and they most of the time actually beat that team. Okay, I don't know about that. I don't know if they win, but yeah. they they do they do play hard, and they do, do they do go into the game thinking, oh, this is a team that beat us last year. We're gonna try to make it as difficult as possible for them to win this first game. Yeah, that's what I want to see from the Houston Texans. I know the Kansas City Chiefs. Our a better team. But let's not forget the Houston Texans beat Kansas City last year also during a regular season. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, even though it wasn't in due to you know offensive genius or anything like that, the Texans had a 24-0 lead on the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the playoffs. It makes it worse. It, it does. It, it doesn't does. make It better. It no, you're absolutely right. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm also looking at Deshaun Watson. What can he do? Can he go – Pound for pound, drive for drive against Patrick Mahomes because I don't I don't see a lot of defense being played in this game. I, honestly, I don't. So even even in the game against Kansas City, you know, Deshaun Watson he looked all right. It wasn't like the, well, the, there was like, no magic there. The, there's there's no chance for magic, <laughs> right? No, but <laughs> you had one or two drives and that was it, and then the Chiefs basically yeah, basically the, scored fifty one straight essentially. Yeah, but the, but what happened in that fifty one straight? I mean. There was no chance for offense there. You couldn't go, let's say it's Drew Brees. Let's say it's Tom Brady. Let's say it's Peyton Manning, one of these big-time quarterbacks. They're going to at least make it to where it's, okay, 51-49, 51-45. You understand know what I'm saying? So, and I know a lot of that is also on Bill O'Brien being the head of coach. it yeah. is on Bill O'Brien. I don't know if it's all of it. There's still some... There's some minor little holes here that you can see in Deshaun Watson game. Oh no, I, like, I didn't say I didn't say he have any holes in this game. Right. And that's why I'm saying it's not all on Bill O'Brien. It's most of it is on Bill O'Brien. I'll say this. If you're a Texan fan and you want some optimism for this game and for the whole season, the key for the Texans is what offense are they really running? Because the way they built the team this offseason by getting rid of their primary um ball possession receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, who just got paid buku amounts of money is they have kind of turned into the chiefs a little bit trying to try it out there with really fast guys on defense and a reliable tight end and fails obviously fails is no kelsey but he's a big reliable tight end you have cooks fuller stills and i think i'm missing one guy as well they had they had no still. and right Randall, oh, okay i'm not missing a guy <laughs> so yeah those three guys <laughs> so yeah those those three guys you expect all of them stills might be the slowest one And he's Cobb is kind of – Again, I'm not counting (laughs) – I'm not keeping it mentioned again. Put some respect on that man's name, man. Okay. So, Stills (laughs) might be the slowest one in that group. And and it's funny because I think Stills may even play less than Cobb because in in Bill O'Brien's warped mind, he doesn't – I don't get it. But either way, when you try out those receivers on the field, you're expecting to – Cooks isn't playing either, bro. Okay. Well, I can't give you that optimism. (laughs) Cooks is not playing. I think – well, I know that something happened during practice where he wasn't there for practice. Well, I didn't not, know, I didn't know he wasn't playing. I don't know if he's not playing. I'm not but he it if he's not there to take part in practice, then more than likely his his time's going to be limited yeah. or he might not play. But I don't know for sure, but I know his time might be limited cuz he wasn't there for practice. For but either time. way, the Texans are play, basically playing a game where they're trying to stretch it down the field and make it easier for Deshaun to make quicker reads, to get the ball out of his hands quicker, basically. And If the Texans are going to win this game and and challenge teams throughout this NFL season, that's got to be their offense. I think David Johnson is going to have a solid season for them. And particularly in this first game, I think he's going to have a solid game. They're not a bad team. I just don't see them beating the Chiefs. But if they don't have an actual offense, because there were moments last season where it seems like the Texans couldn't move the ball, right? And it just doesn't make sense. So if they haven't cleaned that up, and some of that is on Deshaun, but if they haven't cleaned that up, man, it's going to be a long season. Now, I can agree with you on that. But I just hope that Deshaun Watson is not in a situation to where his growth is going to be stunted because of, you know, the coach. Um, but That's already happened, bro. Yeah, well, I think this might be the year. I think, you know, based on the first three years, he's actually played a lot better from uh, this year to, not this year, but the year, year before, to year. year to year. So yeah. I, I do see some progression there. Um, as far as David Johnson is concerned, though, that's interesting to me because last year they had – who they had? Um, Hyde? Carlos that Hyde. Carlos Hyde. And Carlos Hyde had a pretty solid season. It was right? solid. solid. That's the perfect word to use for him. Right. right. So it, if David Johnson can get anywhere close to 2016 David Johnson. What year are we in? We're in 2020. What position is he playing? <laughs> he plays running okay. back. <laughs> That's all I want to know. All the Texas fans say, but if he can get back. Are, are we trying to give optimism here or not? I just can't do it with that. <laughs> I can't. You miss me with that. I'm just saying, man, because I don't see it with the receiving core. I just don't. I just think there's a, a bunch of wide Guys. receivers. Yeah, there. I, I really don't see it. And I'm not saying Deshaun Watts is not a big time quarterback or that he can't be a big time quarterback, but he just makes. Things a lot more difficult for him, especially when you have a head coach and what seems to be not really a system there. You know, you, you can you can tell even with the Rams, even though they didn't play well last year, you know they have a system in place that helps Jared Goff tremendously. Yeah. We talked about Drew Brees already and what they got going on there. It helps a quarterback tremendously when you have that system in place and you know what you're doing. I just don't see that there with the Texans. First game is going to be very, very interesting. I'm going to be looking more at the Texans than the Chiefs. If the Chiefs lose this game, who cares? That's just my, <laughs> I'm serious. No, I agree. I don't, I don't really – I in the bounce back. So who do you have winning the game? Oh, the Chiefs for sure. How, How many mean? points? Oh, man, I, I think it might get ugly. I really <laughs> do. No, I'm serious. I think it might get ugly. I just don't – when you go into a situation as a head coach and you try to prepare a team to go into – a game you have to make sure everybody is prepared you have to make sure that the game plan is there ready to execute and i just don't see this even though i'm not there right we're we're, we're not we're not there we don't have you know passes to be back there and see everything that's going on we don't yeah but i just have a feeling about this because as a houston texan fan you've seen this before right there's, there have been multiple times where you feel like the Texans should be well prepared, well to go into games, ready to go. Even the playoff game that they, they won last year against the Buffalo Bills. The first half, if we would have saw the first half by itself and said, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. The only reason they were to win that game was off the magic of Deshaun Watson. You look at the year before that in the playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts. They didn't show up for that game at all. Yeah. So, these are the things I'm talking about. This cool. is like going into a playoff game. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't see it based on things I've seen before. So, currently, the line for the game is uh, Chiefs are favored to win by nine. Do you nine. think they'll cover? Yeah, I do. Right I, now, I, I, think I, I think so, too. Right now, I think they'll cover. <laughs> I, think they'll I, I really do. I really do. And, until the Texans can really prove me wrong. And then, it's not even all prove me wrong because last year, we watched the Texans, right? And there was, I think they beat the Chargers. They beat somebody. Mm. And we're like, Okay. This is it. This is, this is it. They, I think it was the Chiefs actually. They beat somebody that was big time. The next week against the Denver Broncos, they had a dud. I mean, and, and everybody I ever talked to that was a Houston Texan fan was like, oh, that's it. Because, and me and you talk about this. We have a, we have a group text with, you know, all of our cousins and we, me and you were the ones that talked about this. You're like, this, this, that win means nothing Yeah. if they can't beat Denver and what they go, what they do at home. That was at home, right? Yeah, they went home, and it was a complete dud against the Denver Broncos. They had two duds at home, and don't get, forget they lost to Kyle Allen and the Panthers. At well, home. that that one that one was more, that was a dud too. But at least there was a chance in that game. They didn't have a chance versus Denver <laughs> against the Denver Broncos, Chris. Yeah, I forgot who their quarterback was. I think it's the week after the Texans beat the Patriots. I think that was. The it, week. I think it was the Patriots. Yes, you're absolutely right. They they beat the Patriots. They didn't just beat the Patriots. They really beat the Patriots. And now that we know what happened throughout the season, the Patriots lost to Tennessee at home. We knew the Patriots weren't really as good as we thought they were. So when the Texans won that game, we're like, okay, this is it. This is the Texans. The Texans had an opportunity to make a deep run to playoffs, and they couldn't even beat the Denver Broncos. It's not even they couldn't beat them. We, we have letdowns. But the Texans have let letdowns. Yeah. You know? Most good teams have a letdown. Maybe they lose off a last-minute field goal or something that's kind of crushing, but they didn't even show up in that game. So these are the type of games that I look at going to this game to where I'm like, if the Texans are not prepared to play this game as well as I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be, they're not going to win. Well, we know they're not going to win. For me, it's just about how much. And I say take the I, – I think the Chiefs cover. <laughs> I think, they, they, I the think they cover too. I, I do. I do. So let's go from one Houston team to another Houston team. This is in the National Basketball Association. The Houston Rockets, second round of the playoffs, they're going up against LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. They are down two games to one now. The Rockets, they, I think it was like for maybe two halves in game three. They look pretty good. And then. You it, mean it, the first quarter, second quarter. The, the first two, I mean, not first, quarter, the first two quarters, yeah. they looked okay. And then it just seems like this is like what happened in game two as well. Yeah. In the third, well, actually, the third quarter of game two, they're able to make a tremendous comeback. But then it just seems like there's a point where they just can't figure out what's going on. And AD is, is there doing his thing, LeBron's doing his thing, and they just fall off the rails and they're, they, they're never able to catch up. And that's what happened in game three. Man, I got to be real with you, man. I'm done with James Harden. (laughs) I'm done. Are you you putting on James Harden right now in this series? I'll tell you this. When I say I'm done with him, the thing about James is, I've come to this conclusion, when the game doesn't matter, what I mean is game four matters in the large context because they need to tie the series. I fully expect him to go 40 points and he's going to have a great game. But game five is a game that they actually need to win if they win game four because that will tip the series. And that's the game where I fully expect to see what I saw in game three. And Game 3, so the, the number one fix is, Mike D'Antoni, if you're listening, which he's probably not, dude, James Harden has to start the fourth quarter. <laughs> I just don't understand it. He cannot be on the bench at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Rondo's in the game. James is in the game. Davis is in the game. Harden has to be in the game, bro. That's number one. Because in both Game 2 and Game 3, it came down to fourth quarter. It was tied in the game uh, in Game 2. No, no, it was tied in game three, and the Rockets had a three-point lead in game two. And in both games, it was evaporated within the first three minutes of the quarter. So they can't do that. But the reason why I'm getting on James is Russell Westbrook is who Russell Westbrook is. I mean, it is what it is. If you haven't been watching him his entire career with the Thunder, I don't see why this would surprise anyone. It's just not surprised me. But for James Harden, do you remember seeing him in game three in the fourth quarter? Do you remember him making an appearance? No, I mean, he wasn't effective at all. But, you know. But it's not just that. He disappears. Okay, so me, okay, what I saw, there's a lot of things I saw in that game. One thing that I'm definitely seeing out of that game is that the coaching of the Lakers is brutally beating the coaching of Mike D'Antoni and the Houston Rockets. No, it's, 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 it's brutal. Because some of the adjustments that the Lakers made, because you talk about James Harden disappearing, that's when they started double teaming him. They were double teaming him relentlessly in that second half. And James Harden... It's not like James Harden can just go break down a double-team every single time. You have to pass the ball out and your teammates have to... Well, I'm, I'm I'm just saying they made adjustments. The Lakers made adjustments... And sometimes, as a player, you need your coach to help you make adjustments on the no, other bro. end as well. No, bro. I can't put it all on James Harden on this one. No, I just can't. No, no, I- I'll tell you why you're wrong, straight up. <laughs> so one, the Lakers made one adjustment. That was in the second half because in the first half, the Rockets scored 64 points, right? And the second half, they said, JaVale McGee, you're sitting down. Markeith Morris is going to play more minutes. They were they were double minutes. teaming James Harden. But okay, that's as one well. adjustment. That's one adjustment. And i And the, but this is the thing. It goes this is why I don't blame. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why it doesn't because. If you look in the fourth quarter, James Harden wasn't even getting double teamed because he wasn't getting the ball. He just disappeared. There are moments where Alex Caruso was stopping him from getting the ball. Alex Caruso. There's this moment where Rondo ripped him and got a layup. He didn't even chase it. You got got to be able to go get it. Now, if they're double teaming you, fine. You have to be involved. I'll tell you this. James Harden is a more skilled player than Steph Curry. Just follow me with this for a second. He's a more skilled player, in my opinion he is. You may say he's not, but he is. He's a better overall player. But the difference between reason why Steph Curry is going to go down as a better player is you can't double-team Steph because he's constantly moving. James Harden just floats. If he's not involved in the play, he just floats to the to the middle of the court and does nothing. So basically he has a guy standing back there with him and the rest of the offense is running and it's just chaos because you don't have to worry about the most important player on the floor. And he's done this too consistently in his career. They're doubling you, bro. You have to move. Mm -hmm. You have to do something. You just can't stand there and say, oh, I don't want the ball because they're going to double team me. At least catch the ball and make a play. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned that Russell Westbrook is who Russell Westbrook is. When have you ever seen... (laughs) James Harden run off the screen and come catch passes or anything like that. He doesn't do that. So the the James Harden I saw in these games is not any different from James Harden I've seen in previous years. And when I'm talking about adjustments, I'm just talking about what the Lakers were able to do to slow James Harden down. When you talk about you're on a basketball team, you are the best player on the team. Has Mike D'Antoni done anything in this series to change the direction of which the series is going now. He said a couple of things. He really has. Okay, I'll give you an example. This is true Rockets fans would know this. One of the biggest things when James Harden would come off the court is who would be on the court with Russell Westbrook. So he added in, of course, he's playing uh, Austin Rivers a little more, and he started playing McLemore more. McLemore's technically the best shooter, knockdown shooter on the Rockets. So he made that adjustment and game one, Macklemore didn't play. At least not with Westbrook when it was just Westbrook on the floor. He tried something. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Westbrook and it comes down to Harden to make plays. Yeah, well, and when it matters, when right, it matters no, no. the most, they're not. No, I I totally agree with you on that aspect. When it matters the most, can they make those plays? But I haven't seen anything different from Westbrook or Harden that I haven't seen in previous years. As far as what Mike D'Antoni is able to do, let's just be honest with, with ourselves, too. We haven't seen anything different from Mike D'Antoni either. Some of the same mistakes <sighs> that he's making in these in this playoffs are some of the same mistakes that he's made in previous playoffs but as that, well. That part is so, true. That's true. So when I say that, I'm just talking about what have the Lakers done to change the direction of this series. They've done game, one thing, though. But they've done something. So, it's so, been and, and, one that thing. Makes, that makes it even worse. The fact that a team can do just one thing, and all of a sudden, your well, offense well, that's goes from what, scoring 60 but there's to a difference, only 25 no, 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 there's points in the second because, half? Because what the Lakers were doing was idiotic. <laughs> it was it was purely idiotic. JaVale it, McGee cannot play no, in this no, no, series. No. I'm, not, I'm not talking about JaVale you know, I'm talking about the double teaming. That's no, no, I'm but that's about. not what changed it. What changed, the, what changed from going from 64 points in the first half to not even getting to 50 in the second half, the biggest difference was JaVel McGee's minutes were gone. They were playing small ball with the Rockets. That's what they were doing. And that was the difference. I saw it a little bit differently. I saw the double team as being something that was really getting to James Harden. They he were double the teaming him in game one as well. Well, as far as they won game one, Chris. So, <laughs> the fact that they were no, double No, 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 it, no. My point is the double teaming didn't change it.
1: The only well, difference
0: the double teaming did in game three was James Harden wasn't making plays out of the double team. Exactly. Game one, so that's James turned, Harden's and fault. he was turning the ball over. So, is, so my that's, point that's, is what does Mike D'Antoni have to do with that? Well, Look, if you have a situation to where your star player is being double teamed and he's turning the ball off those those double teams, you need to bring out a situation where maybe he doesn't have the ball in his hands, and you just talked about it. Maybe bring him off a screen. Okay, so bring him some. No, no. I'm just, bro. What? I'm you're missing me, man. You're missing me. You're missing me with this one. You really are. So is Mike D'Antoni just there just to be there? I don't. I don't get it. My my point is, if for me, this is for me. If you can be tied or close to the lead in three games of the series heading into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Stars wins championships, man. They just do. Your okay, guys have to make plays. That is a cliche. Yes, it is. But another cliche is that in the playoffs, it's all about adjustments. And they, the Rockets and I, make no and adjustments. I, and I would be with you. I would be with you if the Rockets were getting blown out. In the first three quarters, it wasn't close. What does it but matter? every game has been close until the fourth quarter. And, that, and what's that, happening? That what's happening? No, no, no. What's, what's happening? What are they doing no. to not have that happen? I, I, in the I, 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 I will tell you what the Lakers are doing versus what the Rockets are doing in the fourth quarter. Mm. The Lakers superstars are hooping in no, the no, fourth no, no, quarter, they, 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 I, and the Rockets superstars are not. That's what it comes down to. It's just that simple. If if they were getting blown out in the first three quarters, I'd be with you. But like Mike, make some adjustments. The one adjustment he needs to make, I said to start this conversation, is you got to start James in the fourth. If I, any Rocket fan, if, James, if the game is close and James does not start the fourth quarter, I can pretty much guarantee they're going to lose the game. He's got to start. So, so what you're just named right there is an adjustment. Like, that right there you just named. I is, said what? I, I, before I preface I said no, there's one adjustment they didn't make. That's but he it. he hasn't made it, though, Chris. But, but there's, that's, but that's but there's two point. questions, though. But there's two questions. There's two questions to that. One, has he not? You can argue that, okay, why hasn't he made the adjustment? Then the second thing is, is does James Harden actually want to play those minutes? Does he? You got to ask yourself that question. Okay, either way, you're the head coach. I'm, you're the head coach. We That, see that, James, mean, that means it's a problem. Well we've seen okay Okay. the the problem. And one other time in James Harden's career when he had Kevin McHale as his head coach, you remember that game six versus the Clippers Mm -hmm. where Kevin McHale sat him basically for the entire fourth quarter. Right. Because of just his demeanor in the game. They won that game. They won that game without him. Right. If we had Mike D'Antoni in that game, we would have lost that series. Why? No doubt. Because Mike D'Antoni doesn't want to adjust. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. But this, no, but you just— But me. even he, you agree with me now, the whole premise of what I'm saying in this series is that Mike D'Antoni has not been able a, to adjust t- to, um, to count on what the Lakers have been doing. And, and, and I, I agree with you from the jump that there's one adjustment that needs to be made, is Harden needs to start the fourth. Other than that, Harden has to hoop. No, we're, look, but Basically— the whole thing with Harden having to hoop—that's all good and dandy, but that's all, 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 everything, though. Yeah, it's if even the whole, whole conversation. Even though it's everything, you can't. Was the, the, the saying called about z- 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 zebra and stripes? I mean, Bro, I have no like, <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You're not going to be able. You're not going to be able. to <laughs> you change, talking about? You're not going to be able to change who James Harden is right now. So we're never going to win, it, is what you're, you're telling me. If they continue to play like this, it, it continues to happen year after year after year. Yeah. you talking about no, but, but, but no hope. But you're you're talking about, look, why do we bring Mac Tintoni into this organization? We we can have all the schemes and all the little gimmicky basketball we want to have when he comes in here. But if he's not able to adjust with two so-called superstars on your team, because yeah. it's not you, – you made a good point about if it was a blowout, then maybe we'll look at it a little bit differently. But the fact of the matter is I look at it differently now because it's not a blowout. The Rockets have had stretches where it's like, are the Rockets actually the better team here? Cause and it is the Rockets don't have the championship DNA. I'm convinced of that for sure. Because as soon as they get hit in the mouth, it's done. As soon as the Lakers so get hit. So hold on. It, let me let me let's back up. Okay. I think PJ Tucker has championship DNA. No, are no, no, some so of the Rockets I, and, and hold. I was, I, was, I, get, I was getting ready to name and, I was hold on. I was getting ready to name PJ Tucker. Because there was a, a a series where the Rockets were getting hit in the mouth. And you can just look at PJ Tucker like, his demeanor was like, "Come on, let's do this, guys." Yeah, and the rest of the team was just kind of like, hmm. "But uh, that's not for me." But for me, that's not a that's a team, though. That's not that's a, a team. team. It's for me, for me, it's a superstar problem, and I, it's a James I'm Harden not, problem. I'm not debating that. All I'm telling you is that this, but team you, it's does not, not having DNA. Uh, I, I think the team, the team, has championship DNA. But the superstars, one of them does have championship DNA. No, what you're saying is making any sense? Okay, bro. wait, well, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. The team being the others, like Shaq would say. The others. The others just PJ Tucker. Covington's been hooping, bro. Covington's know, been no, no. hooping. I'm not even saying House that. has been hooping. But, 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 they've but, all been my point is this. They've all been hooping. The reason why I know they've been hooping, because every game has been close in the fourth. The reason why the Rockets are down two to one is because both of their superstars have failed. And their coaching has failed them. Uh, I'm, for me, I put if I just put percentages to it, right? Percentages, I'd probably say. 50%. No, no, that's too much. I'd say 40% Westbrook, 45% Harden, and then whatever's left, don't test my math, whatever's left on Dantoni. Because but those are fine. your guys. No, no, that's fine. I'm not even going to disagree with that. But my point is this. My point is this. Regardless of what you want to talk about with the Houston Rockets, you have James Harden, you have an advantage. Okay? That's the biggest advantage the Rockets have on that on that squad is James Harden. The second biggest advantage, I don't even going to say Westbrook right now, but he's there. Wow. The, the, because he hasn't been playing. I mean, he's even last night he had good numbers. He does not help that offense. Like they're not as effective when he's on the floor as opposed to, um, you know, how Sar Eric Gordon. So wow. I don't, I don't look at him as being that effective. Look, I, I, right now, as far as I'm concerned, the Westbrook Harden combination is not working. And this is based off the, the playoffs. So the series I, is over to you. Oh, absolutely. We've reached and go down in five? Yeah. The series is over. The Rockets don't have the heart. So why are we still talking about this? Well, because as usual, we agree about the, the main thing, but we always disagree about it. Right, let's, let's, let's move on. If we both no, going to lose. Me, let, let, let me just say one thing. They have no advantage of Mike Tony either. My, if if you're I, I guess for me, I'm done talking about Mike D'Antoni. I think we're at different places. We're at different places. But I have a different question for you before we move on from Houston. Because they're both playing at the same time. Texans are playing. Rockets are playing. Just really quickly, who you watching? I'm watching the Texans. Okay. watching the Texans. I know it's a playoff game. If the Rockets win, the Rockets win. But you just said it. They might come out and win this game. They ha- it's almost the same scenario with the Texans. What are you going to do in game five? Are yeah. you going to take the lead back? Yeah, I full. I do not expect the Rockets to take the lead again in this. Series. I, I would say this: if the Rockets win four and five, I would be stunned. Number one, I'd oh, be stunned. I'd be stunned too. I, I'd be stunned. Yeah, I, I'd definitely be stunned. I, and and I, if you're listening to this podcast and you're you're a Houston fan, you're a Rockets fan, you're a Texans fan, because I know in this city we have different fans. We have fans like me and you that are like, I want to call realist about the situation. Mm-hmm. Then we have fans that are like, I'm a diehard Texas fan no matter what. Don't say anything negative about my Texans. those not say negative about my Rockets. This is just what it is, bro. If you don't know that right now, this is what it is. And this is based off of previous experience. Right now, I do not see the Rockets. They may win one more series in this game. In this, um, one more game in this series. Maybe. And that's it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go over to the Eastern Conference. Miami Heat. They advance. We just talked about them a little bit with uh, Jimmy Buckets, how far can Miami really, really go? I mean, I mean they they're in the finals, They're there, right? they're, 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 they're But can't, can't, you think they can beat either the Celtics yes, or Toronto? why not? They're in the finals. Anything can happen. Uh, Miami, what they've done this season is incredible because for me, the most impressive guy, other than Jimmy Butler, is Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. That guy, I think he played at Kentucky. I could be wrong. But I remember watching him in college, and I just didn't see this. Because he didn't play all that much. But what he is, that guy is a beast. Even in game four when they were going to lose, he had this thing like, you're talking about P.J. Tucker looking at the team, like, come on, guys. He's a rookie. And he's had this look on his face like, we're the better team. We're supposed to win. And let me go shoot the shots to prove that we're going to win. He's incredible. The entire culture of the Miami Heat is incredible. So to answer the question, how far can they go? They can go to the finals. But bar injury, it ends there. But I don't want to just disparaged team look what they've done it's incredible they've knocked out the best team in basketball in the Milwaukee Bucks and in the first round uh a lot of people had them actually losing in the first round not beating the Pacers and they swept them and really and truly they should be 8-0 in the playoffs instead of 8-1 they let one go to to be frank with it they're they're a good team I love Bam Adebayo uh I, I like everything they're doing and, and somehow some way Andre Iguodala is in another conference Conference finals. He just figures out ways to get there. It's incredible. There are some players that are always going to be there no matter what team they're on. It reminds me of Robert Ory a little bit. If he's on the Houston Rockets, he's going to find his way deep into the playoffs. He's on San Antonio Spurs, the Lakers. Any team he's on, he's going to make a difference that way. And that's the same way I look at um, Andre Iguodala. But this Miami team, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. They, they really surprised me. I'm surprised they made it this far. Um, I'm one of those people that said that they wouldn't get past Indiana Pacers Um, But they beat them. They swept them. And then going into this series, I thought the Bucs were going to win as well. They have the best player right now in the Eastern Conference, the best team in the Eastern Conference. Even though the Bucs were not playing that well, this whole bubble scenario whatever, Mm -hmm. I still had them winning. So going into this next round in the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't want to pick against them because they've already proved me wrong two other rounds. But I, I do not necessarily see them beating the Celtics, especially the Celtics, if the Celtics were able to win the series, I don't see them being the Celtics. Uh, for me, Maybe this is a hope for me. For so me, I, 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 I want to wait to see if the Celtics win, but if I had to just talk about it now. No, to, I mean, as, as if they were the ones yeah, to if, win. Yeah, if, if they were the ones to do it, it would be a really good series. I can tell you neither team is going to win in five games. That would stun me if either team won in five games. But if I had to pick a team that were to win five games, it'd have to be the Celtics because of their big three. The East big three. If you want to call it a big three. But the reason why the, the Heat are kind of hard to put a finger on is before the Bucs series, I told you, I said I've been talking about the Bucks all year saying other than Giannis, nobody on that team scares me. And that's the way the Heat played them. But specifically about the Heat, they play with a heart with a passion that You just, it's encouraging, even when you watch it. So I don't, they're not gonna be afraid of either team, obviously. They're not gonna be afraid of the Raptors or the Celtics. But if I had to pick a team today, and don't hold me to it, the reason why I'd pick the Heat to beat the Celtics if they played the Celtics is, is just that experience of Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, I don't even know if he's even gotten to a conference finals. When I talk about experience, I'm really just talking about the grit that he has and the way it permeates throughout that team. I think if they punch the Celtics in the mouth, It could be a six or seven game series, and if I had to pick somebody to make the big plays, I'm picking the Miami Heat to make the big plays. It's different though. If the Miami Heat play the Raptors and the Raptors pull it out, for me that's a toss-up because those both of those teams have it, that grit. I'd rather me personally, I know most of America would rather see the Celtics versus the Heat. I think that what will be the more appealing series to actually on the court would actually be the Raptors versus the Heat. I think that would go to seven overtime, fighting it out. It'd be a cute. Kyle Lowry is the grittiest player I know in the NBA. Jimmy buckets. You got Bam Adebayo. You got Pascal Siakam. That would be a dope series. That's what I personally I think it'll want to be see. close. I don't know if it would necessarily be dope. I don't I it'll think it'll be. dope. I don't think it'll be entertaining because it'll be. It'll That's be, my point though. To the average fan, it wouldn't be entertaining. It wouldn't be entertaining. You're right. Right. They'll do They'll be. Grinding it out basically. Yeah. And I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather see the Celtics definitely with the uh Miami Heat. I think the Celtics have the firepower to beat Miami Heat. But like you talked about, Miami just has this grit. They they have taken what Jimmy Butler has brought to that organization and they just roll with it. Yeah. Definitely. Everybody all their teammates are definitely behind Jimmy. They have uh um, You love that, man. Well, I mean there's, yeah, there's yeah. one voice on that team. Right. And it's Jimmy Butler's. And you know what's so funny to me about all this? Can you imagine how the Bulls feel right now? Mm. You got to feel real stupid right now. They let Jimmy Butler go because they didn't think he could be the guy to lead 18 to a finals. And he's already led them them being the Heat to a conference finals. Well, let's not let's not talk about Jimmy Butler. Like at that time, anybody really thought he could do that. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But the the egg is still in their face. They were wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my this is we we talk about this this season. In the bubble, and a couple of people have said, depending on who comes out of here, if they win a championship, it's gonna be asterisk next-, next to their name. Yeah. So, I'm not putting too much into this, um, but I am kind of because it does show what Jimmy Butler can bring to a team. Do I believe that he's that guy? Yeah. I still don't believe he's that guy. I don't believe that he's the guy that can lead a team to a championship all by himself. I still think that if he well, has, that's he's about to prove you wrong. Well, I Indiana's not as good as I thought they were. They oh, were, you can't but, do that. No, 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 no. Based on what I've seen, I'm, not, I'm just saying they weren't as good as I thought they were. They were not up to the challenge to, to, to face Jimmy Butler and this Miami Heat team. We just talked about Milwaukee Bucks. They were not well put together to go against Miami team either. But, but I will say this, though. The Miami Heat were successful against those teams in the regular season. Right. Whether we're in the bubble or not, the Milwaukee Bucks were going to lose to the Miami Heat. So we talk about the asterisks, but them, them, the Heat being in conference finals, there's no asterisks there. They were going to be there in the bubble, outside of the bubble, in a parking lot. I don't care where they're hooping. That translates wherever you go. So you know, the only teams that you have an asterisk next to, if they would it all, would be against the Celtics or the Toronto Raptors right oh, now. Oh, um, not for the Raptors to say one. Right? You can't do that to the Raptors. So but the Celtics right will have asterisks. Wow. <laughs> All over it. No, nah, I can't, I can't agree it. with that, man. I could never agree with that. If the Celtics, whoever, I've always thought whoever came out of this, they deserve to be a champion without any asterisk next, next to their names. But I would definitely would like to see the Celtics pull it off. I think they're playing right now as we're doing this podcast. Yeah, they are. Do you know that you have a score or anything like that? Uh, it's the middle of the third. It's uh, – Three-point game. I mean, we are to about that series. We knew the series was going to be close. We did. It was. And it has – when the, the Raptors were – not the Raptors. When the Celtics were up 2-0, we were yeah. like, oh, gosh. We told everybody on this podcast this is going to be a very good series. The very next game, we'll <laughs> OG yeah. hit one of the best three-point shots I've ever seen. Yeah. And the pass was just as good. You know what's so funny, though? I think – and that was one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. I don't think we'll ever see replays of that. You know how we see replays of the Fisher shot all the time, the point four. I don't think we're ever going to see replays of that OG shot. Why do you say that? I think it's because of the Raptors. Nobody cares. <laughs> I'm just, that's I what see, I, think I, I, I think it I, is. I think it just depends on what, what they do with it. The Lakers even won the chip that year. With um, Derek Fisher? No, I don't think they won the championship I don't, I don't that year. That, I don't see that, that shot a lot either, though. I see it all the time. Yeah, I see that shot all the time. We'll see. We'll see. I, I do think that I, even though I said all the things I said about Miami, I do, I can see them going all the way to the finals. I, I can. Yeah. Even though this, I think this, I think it's my favorite right now is the Celtics. I'm, I'm going to stay on that. But um, if Miami and the Celtics play, or Miami and Toronto play, they can definitely go all the way. This is a little off topic, but I have to say this. Mm-hmm. The guy who must be just rubbing his hands together real excited and asked Kevin Durant. He was like, Oh, this is the East? Oh bet. <laughs> that that Brooklyn team should be They should ready be to good go. to go. Yeah, definitely. All right, so the last topic I wanna to talk about is Giannis Antetokounmpo. What what's next in store for Giannis? He did make a statement the other day that he's not gonna demand a trade. Um, that he pretty much wants to say Milwaukee, he wants to to ride it out with with the Bucks and, and see where that goes from there. Um, but what do you think is the next step for for Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, the next step is they're gonna offer him a max contract this summer, which I mean, we all know this. We talked about the financial ramifications on the podcast. He's he shouldn't take it because financially he should wait until he hits restricted free agency. Um because of everything he said and the way he's acted, I honestly believe he's staying with Milwaukee. I don't think he's leaving, but I do think he may take a shorter deal. So I, mean, I know you've heard this too. Take the shorter deal. You get to 10 years of service. Then you can get that mega contract wherever you want to go. So basically, if it takes a shorter deal for the next two, three seasons, he can basically hold Milwaukee's feet to the fire. What are you doing? This is the problem with Milwaukee, though. They just gave Middleton too much money. It's just facts. They gave him too much money and I'm not sure you can move that contract. So you've got to build around Middleton and Antetokounmpo. And that might be kind of hard because financially, how do you do that? What I would do if I were them is you want to look into getting a Chris Paul. But even with that stated, we talked about Kevin Durant just now. Is a Chris Paul... Antis Kumpo, Middleton team going to beat a Kevin Durant-led team or potential a Miami-led team with Jimmy Butler and Adebayo or a, a Celtic team. And it's a toss-up at that point. So you're basically throwing in all your chips for a 36-year-old point guard. So I don't know if you want to do that. I just don't know how much better they can get because Giannis can get better, but this is not going to change. They're going to load to the box and he's not going to be able to get to the rim. So he's going to need other guys to make plays. And I don't care how you feel about Middleton. I've said this all season long. Pat Connaughton is not going to do it for you. Middleton is not going to do it for you. Bledsoe is not going to do it for you. The Lopez's ain't going to do it for you. I've said it on this podcast at least seven times, naming those guys. They built a team kind of like how LeBron did. He's so great, Giannis Kumpo, that he he kind of gives you that false sense of security where everything is good. We got 60, 50-plus wins. We're the number one seed all as well. And then you meet a team in the playoffs that's just simply better than you. Our, once he our, starts getting the heat, once Giannis starts getting heat, because he hasn't gotten it yet, yeah. once he starts getting heat, he's going to look to get up out of there. And hopefully, I mean, I don't necessarily think he should get, out, get up out of there now. Um, maybe give the organization a couple more years to try to figure it out, get some pieces around him. But like you just mentioned, that's going to be kind of hard. That's going to be kind of difficult based on the kind of the contracts they already have in place. Yeah. So I don't know if they can really actually get that, that name to go with them. And, you know, when you're a young player and you're hungry and you just came mm-hmm. off a loss like this and you're loyal to your team, sometimes you don't think the way I think you should be thinking yeah. about your future. I 100% agree. <laughs> so I, I think the guy he needs to talk to, seriously, in this offseason before he signs anything is LeBron. Right. Because you don't want to – you make a good point. You don't want to make a decision being loyal and sign something this summer. That would be – really foolish i don't expect him to do that but the thing that you want him to stay in milwaukee because it's a smaller market and you want to see him go after it and win a championship we all do but you gotta look at that roster and think how much better can they get what can they do for me last season we talked about this on a podcast when they let brogdon go i i knew it was going to spell trouble for them because he. He was a guy who could get his own shot, not often, but he made plays, and he was running the offense, and without him, they looked horrible in these playoffs, just yeah. really, really bad. I don't think that was going to help them anyway. Brogdon was going to help them in this series. I think phase. it would yeah. help them tremendously in this series. Really? They, it may flip the series for them. Oh, I, Because I, they just needed another competent player. Other than Middleton and sometimes Lopez mm. didn't have any other competent player. I'm, I'm not trying to diss oh, George whoa, whoa, Hill and those guys, but they just weren't good enough. Oh, no, George Hill is – I, I couldn't – But not. it's the whole squad, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, But even with Brogdon there, maybe they would have got past, maybe. Who knows? But I don't think that that would have been enough to win them a championship. Eventually, the end game for Giannis Antetokounmpo is you have to win some championships. Not just one, <laughs> because the talent that you have right now, yeah. you are looked as, you know, bro, you're going to be the face of the fr- franchise LeBron. Well, NBA. NBA. Yeah. NBA. No, I, mean, I said NBA. I mean franchise. The face of the NBA soon. Yeah. Once LeBron – LeBron James is 35. Unless LeBron James is some kind of robot, he's not going to be doing this. So far. far. I mean, yeah, so far. I don't know when it's going to stop. Exactly. But at one point, people are going to expect it to be, well, okay, it's going to be Giannis and Kawhi Leonard in the finals. It's going to be Giannis and uh, Kevin Durant in the Eastern Conference finals, you know, battling it out. Yeah. You're going to – They're going to mention you as being there. It might not be all your fault, but right now, you have your choice. Right now, you can look at this squad, look at the organization, and think to yourself, can they really get the players around me to where I am in those situations to win championships? Because right now, it's on you. If you decide to stay in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee does not do anything to help you get those championships— Two or three years down the line, you can't be like, "Well, uh-huh, I didn't have players around me." You chose the situation. It's yeah. all similar to what um uh, Carmel Athlete did to himself. Instead of him waiting hey, out a little bit, oh, yeah. no, Melo's dumb. That's a little different. <laughs> but he could have waited, yeah. and they had all those pieces in New York, and it would have been maybe a different story. Yeah, because he he wanted to be traded right then <laughs> and there. They trade all the pieces away. They exchanged it, and he was there on a the garbage <laughs> team. So that was on him. I'm just talking about as far as players making decisions. Look what Kawhi Leonard did. That takes some balls. You just took this team all the way to the finals. You won a championship. Yeah. And you said, I'm dipping. I'm going to another situation that I, I, I like better. And I don't think it had anything to do with the players or anything like that. But the way he orchestrated it, too. He went there, and it all of a sudden, oh, they're getting Paul George, too? Yeah. Because when he, when he went there initially, we thought, okay, you're going to have an okay team, a decent team. But then you add Paul George uh, conversation? Yeah. That put them over the hump pretty much. Yeah. So Giannis has to look at those situations that those players have put themselves in and think about that because you're not just some player. As much as we talk about Damian Lillard on this podcast, and as much as I love him. You know, as much as you talk right, about Damian Lillard. Because it's part of the podcast. As much as I talk about him, like you said, Chris, he's not looked upon as a superstar. You know, No one's putting him in the same category with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So when he decides he wants to stay in Portland, For the rest of his career, normally, okay, that's fine. You could do that. Yeah. But Giannis, you need some help. If you don't get that help, you know, I don't know how much you care about your legacy, but other people care about it. And if you don't get the help you need, man, I don't know, man. Okay, so since we're talking about it really quickly, if you're gonna pick, if you had to leave Milwaukee, you're gonna pick a team for him to go to. (laughs) What team would you want to see him in? On, I really don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought that deeply about it. Um, I really don't know. I I really cannot give you a definite answer of where I wanted to be because anywhere that I think of that he could go, it's almost like he's still testing the waters. Like yeah. let's let's say he went to Minnesota. Let's just say he went there. Big Cat hasn't proven anything over there either. Let's say he goes to Phoenix. Devin Booker really hasn't proven anything over yeah. there either. Um, Chris Paul, if you, like you just mentioned, too tag- he's too old. Yeah. So as much as we're talking about, oh Giannis, you better do something to 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 fulfill your legacy. what is he necessarily going to do? At the end of the day, the best option might to have to stay him and walk. Which I still don't think that is. I just if I think it through, I think there's a better option for him right now to help him win a championship. I yeah. don't know what that is yet, but I think there's a better option right there for him. I really do. There there were some rumblings about the Clippers. Which I don't know why he would do that. Or not how he, he would do that. I don't I don't see how that would yeah, work. Yeah, I, I did hear something about that. But I heard uh, some things about the Warriors too. Again, I don't, I don't know how that would work. And that's, you know, that's another thing too. When you talk about these, these big time NBA players and their legacies, yeah. right? That will be a situation. If he went to the Warriors, it would be similar, not exactly the same, but it'll be similar to what Kevin Durant did. Not, not exactly the same. Because Kevin Durant, they had a three- I'll keep on saying this. They had a 3-1 lead on the Golden State Warriors. On the they, calves, no, no. I'm talking, about oh. the, I'm talking about the OKC. Oh, you're right. My bad, bro. They had a three. I forgot about that, bro. That's 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 part of the reason why. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's part why of... I called him a snake. <laughs> calm down. He's not a down. snake. <laughs> Let me take it back. Let me be nice. Let me be... He has nothing to do with this. All right, right. I'm just cow. talking about the situation. He had a three-one lead against that team, and they squandered it. And he went to that team. That they lost their 3 mm. 1 lead on. That's mm. why I look at this situation a little bit differently. Giannis is just in a situation where he's trying to go to the best team. Now, if he goes to Golden State, they're the favorites right off the bat. Oh, well, it's not even close. Oh, yeah. They're the favorites. The only other team, you know, will be the Clippers, and of course the Lakers will be there as well, but they'll be the odds on favorite right there. No, because I, re- you I really don't want to see that. Oh, I don't want to see that. It It'll be like Kevin Durant again. It's, nobody's going to beat them. Right. I don't and think nobody's going to beat them. It's going to be a little that. bit different. That's because. You know, Kevin Durant was all world, right? Yeah. And his jump shot was all world. But now, when you have that, and Giannis is going to go to the lane. If he can't go to the lane, kick it out the step. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to think about it. Let's not do that. It'll be worse than Kevin Durant. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It'll just be. It'd be worse. Giannis right, have no, a field that. day. See, and, and this no. is Giannis is a great player. He's all world player, but that would make him look better than what he actually is. I don't do know if it make him saying? look in the playoffs, yeah. not in the regular season. In the playoffs, he he's looked better. Not during the regular season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but all around, they will make them look better. Because the, <laughs> the playoffs is what defines players and their legacies, right? Yeah. So, yeah. that's yeah. Because once the playoffs start, they're going to try to do whatever they can. I really make. don't like you put that energy out there. I don't want to see that. It's been out there, though. It's Oof, been out there. I don't want to see that. I've seen pictures of – As a of- basketball fan, I have no interest in seeing that. None. What, what do we call that, though? What I mean by that is— You know what I mean call him or— I mean, like, because you know you know how the old-school NBA players always say, oh, well, we, we want to do that hard the most day. annoying thing I, I hear. It's yeah, so, so annoying. So let's just say he goes there. What yeah. do you call that? like Well, it's not Kevin Durant in it.
1: But Kev, Kev, Kev Kevin Durant, Durant, Durant if, already
0: did it. If he went to Miami, then I'd be like, that's Kevin Durant. If Giannis, for whatever reason, went during this offseason— No, so that's, my, that's still different. They didn't have a 3-1 lead against Miami. Miami, Miami is uh, clearly but Miami the still team. beat team to me. Miami. But they're they're clearly the better team, and Miami still needs a piece. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah okay. they still need a piece. So you 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 pooing more on Kevin Kevin Durant than I am at this moment. Well, at, at, least I'm, at this I'm moment, not, I'm not poo-pooing. He made his choice. But, but to answer your question, what would I call it? You can't even say it's a new NBA. But I mean, it's just it's the same old NBA, I guess. But it's it's get it, it will get to a point where I think the owners would get together and say, hey, we need to figure out a way to stop this. Because it wouldn't be fair. It just wouldn't be well, fair. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Like you said. But I've was, heard too much about it, and I, I'm, not, I'm no, not feeling it. I've heard Minnesota. I've heard the Warriors. And I've, I've heard um, – what's the other team I just mentioned? Um, the Suns? The Suns. I've I heard the uh, Suns, I Suns heard too. That. Yeah, I've heard the Suns, too, as well. Those are, those are two, three teams I've, I've heard you know thrown out there that he might want to go to. But we'll see what happens. I, I really don't know what's going to happen with Giannis. I don't. Do I think that Minnesota has what it takes to build a championship and run them? No. And based off that, if I was Giannis, I'd be looking for other options. That's just me. Yeah. He's too good. He's too good. Yeah. I'm Bucks. If, if, if any of this conversation tells you the Bucks need to figure it out and they got basically a year to do it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of players that have been in this situation, right, and they've either chose to ride with that team they're with are to decide to lead. That's where I can't really blame Kevin Durant, because when you look at when you look at that year with Kevin Durant, I don't think he would have done what OKC. That that three one lead was devastating. That they, they lost that lead, and look at what um, Westbrook is doing now. It almost seems like he really can't play with a superstar. Yeah. The only other option that Kevin Durant had, to me, realistically, was to play with the San Antonio Spurs as far as he to had get Houston a championship. Houston is an option as well. But what do have? won with Houston? No, I don't think he wants to come. Did he really have Houston's option? I mean, it was one of the one options option. coming into the season. It was one. Of, it was. It was an option. I don't think he was ever going to take it because it wouldn't make sense. It just Get, now. Now it's weird because at that time, no one saw him going to the Warriors. Nobody. No, 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 we did. We talked about it, but we—I well, see what you're saying. We didn't see him doing it because right. we couldn't see him making that type of move, right? But right. it was always out there that he was considering. And, and, and this is the same thing we're talking about, Giannis, right now. God We're forbid. talking about you the Warriors. Putting, you keep trying <laughs> to put this into existence, and I ain't here for it, bro. I'm just not. I'm not here for it, man. Not only that, that that Golden State Warriors team was what seventy, what seventy-three and, and nine? nine. Come well, wait anyway, wait. Anyway getting off topic now. <sighs> if this is your first time listening to this podcast, <laughs> we did we dove into a lot today. But uh, please subscribe. Um, we try our best to entertain you. We try our best to give you um, you know, our thoughts, our real thoughts about situations in sports. Um, you can subscribe on any major podcast platform. You can also subscribe on our website that's newchannelsports.net You can check it out. Check us out on the radio as Afro Vibes every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thank you for joining us. It has really been a pleasure. Um, Tell other people about the podcast. Share it. Uh, We're trying to do this and and grow and and really reach out there to 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 the audience and just bring you some good some good sports topics, some good sports um, talk. So we're out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.